Life Audio. The Ryan Reese Show from Southern California. This is The Ryan Reese Show. Post your questions using at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Are you ready? Ready. All right. It is going down this Saturday night. I have, uh, well, a new friend, we'll say, Baruch Sanchez. He's in the studio. He's a musical artist. He's a worship and a creative coach. And about, I don't know, maybe a couple months ago, I was speaking at a conference. It was a, it was a Praise Chapel conference in L.A. somewhere, in the L.A. region. Um, it, was, uh, it was about uh, revival and the Great Commission, and, and Pastor Jason uh, invited me to come share. And, you know, they had, a, they had you out uh, doing worship with the band the night yeah. I spoke. Uh, it was awesome, feeling the Holy Spirit. It was an amazing event. Came up and talked to you after and said, hey, let's get together and talk. We had a little conversation later on. You were telling me about all the amazing things you're doing in Eastern Europe and actually traveling the world as a coach, uh, um, um, an artist. Um, uh, what else do you do? You disciple, you preach, you do a lot of yeah. different things in ministry. So I want to get you in today to tell the crowd, the listeners, about your story and what you do, how you got saved and even got into this. Because there is a huge uh, group of people that want to get into worship. And yeah. they need to get into worship because I can't tell you how many <laughs> events I've been to where there's yeah. bad Worship. Yep. We need to get the worship leaders on point and learn how to worship and bring the presence of God through the work of the Holy Spirit and bring people into worship. Totally. There's a big difference between um, going up and performing and actually worshiping and ushering yep. the presence in, correct? Mm-hmm. Totally. Okay. So <laughs> we're on the same page on that. <laughs> we can get into that. <laughs> yeah. And, and the way this is, uh, we're, 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 I'm going off the, the cuff here because we didn't talk about this, but it, that we agree on that, that whole 100%. thing, correct? 100%. I always tell people when I do my coaching, you know, we're all worshipers. It's not just the musicians. It's yeah. not just the people on stage. We're all created to worship. Mm-hmm. But the problem is most people think that a worship is just music, right? That right. it's the new Hillsong album or mm-hmm. the new mm-hmm. Bethel album. But music is just one of the expressions of worship. Mm-hmm. Worship is your lifestyle, you know? It's how you treat other people, how you represent, you know, Jesus in your everyday life. So we're on that. And I truly believe that when it comes to musical worship, it needs to be done with excellence, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Excellence, not just in your craft and how great you play or, mm-hmm. you know, how well you sing, but in your, like, how you present that spiritually. It's like, how are you preparing spiritually for Sunday or for Friday night, whatever it is? You can't just come, like you said, and perform a song. Mm-hmm. That's why I always say, like, the best worship leaders are not always the best singers. Mm-hmm. But a lot of churches are like, oh, he's so talented. Let's get him on stage because, you mm-hmm. know, he, he sings great. It's like, yeah, I mean, that's important. I, we want you to be a, yeah. a great singer. Yeah. That's, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard some really bad yeah. ones. I, think, I used to be a really bad one, honestly, <laughs> when I first started. <laughs> but but it, it, goes, it also goes with even preachers, too. Yeah, same. You know, you can have a guy that went to seminary, and he knows the Bible backwards and forwards. Yep. And he can go up and give a message that's just a bunch of information. Yeah. It's a performance, but it's not spirit-led mm-hmm. and bringing people through the work of the Holy Spirit into conviction that changes their life. Totally. Big difference. Big difference. So I'm, dude. Let's. We're gonna get into this. So, yeah. all right, Look at. So before we could get to that point, let's talk about where you grew up because you're not American, right? Uh, not American. Well, <laughs> Central American. Central American. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Some people will grill me if they're like, 
you know, Nicaragua is part of America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you are. Yeah, you're right. Actually, because we have North America. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you are uh, from Guatemala. I no, mean, sorry, Nicaragua. 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 Which has amazing which is, uh, surf waves, by the way. We have the best surf, actually. Yeah. We have we host amazing surf competitions. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you know, I'd never learned how to surf. I was a skater when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. I know you yeah, really too, love yeah. skate. Yeah. Unfortunately, I wasn't so good. I think like I couldn't even ollie, but it was yeah. fun, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so it's fun. I would go around. with my friends and, you know, Nicaragua is a third world country. Mm-hmm. And so there was not much to do, yep. especially when you're young. And it's been under like, you know, socialist, yep. communist kind of mm-hmm. rule for many, many years. Mm-hmm. And so... There's not many programs for young people to go and have fun. You know, we like the main thing you could do is just go to the shopping center, to the mall on a Friday just night, hang, out, hang yeah. with your friends. So it's mm-hmm. like, what else are you going to do? You know? mm-hmm. Or pick up so, a, a, an instrument. Yeah, pick up an instrument. But even with instruments, there's not a lot of opportunities for new artists to emerge. Right. There's no platforms for people. Um, the unfortunate thing about my country is when people reach a certain level, then there's like they hit a ceiling. And, you know, you have a lot of great talent that ends up just leaving the country because there's a huge lack of opportunity. And it's not just in my country. I feel like a lot of Latin America has that same issue. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's also one of the reasons why I'm no longer there. There's no opportunity. Mm -hmm. But the main reason is because of God. I really, truly believe he called me to leave. Mm -hmm. And we'll get into that in a minute. Yeah, no, no, totally. But I grew up in Nicaragua. Yeah, born and raised. So when um, when did you start getting into uh, guitar? So actually... I grew up there because my parents were missionaries. My mom is from Nicaragua, but my dad is, you know, from the U.S. He's from South L.A. Okay, or right. East L.A. East L.A. Oh, actually, right, right. So you're, okay. Mexican parents. He's a Chicano, born in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason, I don't know what happened, but he got involved in the communist movement when he was very young, and he went to Nicaragua to fight in the civil war that we had. No way. Yeah, and my mom was a famous singer. And she would sing at, like, the parties of the government and stuff. Right. And so that's how he met her, mm. you know. And then he's like, I'm taking you to the U.S., you know. And she didn't really like him at first, but then he worked out his charm and, you know. So, so how that ended work? up coming to the U.S. So what did they do when they got here to the U.S.? So they got here to the U.S. and then my dad had a really severe case of PTSD. He was going crazy. He was, like, not sleeping. His testimony is wild. Wow. And all of a sudden, his business partner is a pastor, actually, from Praise Chapel. Oh, really? Yeah. Awesome. And he would always witness to my dad. He would always tell him, hey, you know, God is real. But my dad, being a communist, he was an atheist as well. Right. You know, and then long story short, the day that he's going to commit suicide, this pastor calls him up and he's like, hey, I need to talk to you. And he calls him up to his office and he's like, the devil has called for your life today, but God has called you to set you free today. And he didn't know anything of what was going on in my dad's life. So he had a radical encounter with God, my mom as well. And then they were sent out as missionaries to Nicaragua to start a church, orphanage. So I was born out of that, you know. And it was very third world, you know, like the 90s in Nicaragua were rough. So because there was a huge war, the Contras or something. What was the? uh, Yeah, it was the the Contra war. Okay, so so believe it or not, my dad went down there to the front lines. No way. Yes. Maybe he met my dad because that's the war that he fought. He went. (laughs) Yeah, he went. He went with my brother and they went down there to the front lines in that war for like a a certain time. They were praying with people and doing some ministry there. That's, anyway, that, that's crazy. Maybe he prayed for my dad. Dude, hey, that that's insane. Yeah, yeah, I, that's insane. Yeah. So they get back. He finds God radically. radically. I, I love when God shows up like that radically. Yep. Puts a call in his life. He knows God's real from an atheist to a Christian, and then he goes back. Yeah, as a pastor now. Wow. You know, and he starts these social programs, churches, orphanages with my mom. And long story short, I was born out of that. I have an older brother as well. Mm-hmm. And you know, 
our church was like in the ghetto. I remember there was like gang shootouts and fights, and we would have to like have these like you know kind of jail looking doors right for the church. Yeah, and yeah, we would just hear the down. gunshots. We would hear like the rocks falling on our on our roof. And everything, and we would just do like you know worship and <laughs> prayer all night. You know, when you grew up in Latin America as a Christian, you have church every day. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah. Monday's prayer, Tuesday's some meeting, Wednesday is worship service. There's like an urgency so every huh? day. I was yeah. there. Yeah, wow. I know. Yeah. You know, I, as you're saying this, I'm thinking how you compare it to like even different places of the world. Yeah, like people don't realize what a blessing it is to be able to go to a church that's safe and, yeah. and hear the word of God versus these third world countries. It's, it's, yeah. it's gnarly. It is gnarly. It yeah. is super gnarly. But in the middle of all that, yeah. I remember, and I have such great memories of gang members accepting Jesus. You know, we would mm-hmm. do outreaches and we would go with teams and my mom would sing and my dad would preach and people would just come to know Jesus. And then like our youth pastor was like an ex gang member of like this huge organization, you know, super killer guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, God just would transform the lives of people and you know seeing how somebody goes from being a killer to being like a preacher and loving on literally people that he hated it was just phenomenal to see like that kind of transformative power that god has Mm -hmm. that you don't get in a lot of places you know yep yep it's true so as you were growing up now so you're a you're a pastor's kid okay so how did that affect you when you were growing up were you like okay i'm doing this jesus thing or are you like kind of like the way I was looking at life going because I'm a pastor's kid as well. Yeah. Like I'm going to go make my own career and my own success outside yeah. of the church walls. Yes. Yeah. Well, it was kind of interesting because, you know, my fir- like up until like I was 11, mm-hmm. um, I was just like in church, just kind of going with the flow. Very young. I don't really have any direction. Yeah. But I was forced to like grow up really quick because when I turned 11 or 12, my parents got a divorce. Oh, dang. And what ended up happening is – there was no real big issue. It was just my dad was too busy with the church mm-hmm. and kind of like lost focus of the family. Mm-hmm. My mom was doing her own thing as well, and they ended up getting divorced. Mm-hmm. It's a long story, but yeah, getting yep. divorced. I've heard this story our, before. Yeah, our life changed overnight. Like yeah. we lived, I would say, most of my life, we had everything that we needed, you know? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, we were very poor. Like we didn't have anything. I went from my private school to just like not going to school for like six months. And then I went to this terrible school that I hated. Mm-hmm. You know, I had long hair and they made me buzz cut it all. I hated that so much. <laughs> They're like, you need to be disciplined in this school. Yeah. We don't want any skaters, uh, no punkers. Yeah. At this point, I was already like listening to like MXPX and, uh, oh, yeah. and Blink-182. Yeah. And I was starting to play guitar at that point. Got it. Somebody came on a mission team. Yeah, and how'd you gifted, get the guitar? Yeah, somebody came on a mission team and gifted me an electric guitar. What? Yeah, and so my brother was a drummer, so I always, and my mom was a singer, so I always like liked music, but I didn't know what to do. And so while they're getting their divorce, the only thing that I had to time. like cope was my guitar and my like Nintendo sixty four. <laughs> wow, you know. So I just I remember I spent hours just like online and just I had this guitar book and just I literally would spend all day just practicing my electric guitar. That's all I would do. And then I started like a punk rock band when I was uh, 13, mm-hmm. you know, Sick. and we started like just doing gigs. And then during that time, I was just getting away from the church slowly and slowly yeah. to the point where I was like not living at home anymore. I was just there like two days of the week, mm-hmm. started living with some friends. And then I started to play like in a heavy metal, like hardcore yeah. bands. Yeah. And that scene was very dark. Yeah. In Nicaragua, the hardcore scene was like gangs. Mm-hmm. So you had like 
the guys who listen to metal and the guys who listen to hardcore and the guys who listen to punk rock. Oh, got it. And got they it. would crash each other's shows really? and be violent. No way. Yeah, it was it was bad. So I was in the middle. You can there's like the dark files on YouTube. Yeah, I'll send you a link later. You can <laughs> okay, see yeah, me yeah. like at this like <laughs> underground like club just playing guitar. There's some yes. mosh going on. Yeah. So that's how I grew up. You know, got split from the church, and then when I was 14, kind of like cherry on top was I was in a really bad car accident, and my best friend died, and another friend of mine passed away as well. And that kind of was just like, how can God be good when all of these things keep happening? And I did not have a good understanding of, you know, overall sovereignty of God like Mm -hmm. I do now. But as a young kid, I was like, how, like, my family gave so many years to ministry, you know, and God is allowing all of these terrible things to happen. Why? Why? Yeah, you know what? To be honest, like, even with a divorce is already nasty just in a, yeah. in a normal home. But then even when you're in ministry and you're like, okay, well, we're helping people, you know, we're helping the gangs, we're doing all this ministry stuff, we're serving, and then this splits, and then that's the divorce just destroys the family. And then the kid, then you're, you start losing your best friends. I mean, that's, that's very heavy. That can make anyone want to walk away from God and blame yeah. God. Yeah. So how'd you deal with it? So I dealt with it just getting deeper into music. I ended up, I had a band with my older brother. It was called The Royal Revolt. And we did a lot of tours. It was really cool. And uh, we ended up going, we did a U.S. tour. It was my first tour. I was 15. And then we ended up, our last stop was in Pennsylvania. Mm. And we met some producers. They worked with like U2 and stuff. And they were awesome. like, hey, like we love your stuff. We want to produce you guys, like stay out here in Pennsylvania for a few months and you guys can record for free. We're going to sponsor everything. So we end up doing this, me and my brother and another friend of mine, his name's uh, David. And we end up staying there. But while we're there, you know, my brother meets his now wife and they hit it off, you know, and. At this time, I kind of got distant from my brother because he just started hanging out with her all the time. And, you know, which I'm really happy for him because he just had a beautiful baby. Like, he has an yeah. amazing time with his wife. But me and my friend, at that point, we were very immature. And we were like, oh, he's abandoning the project. That's how we viewed it. Right. You know, because we were just 15 and 16. Yeah. And we were just very selfish people. Yeah. We didn't understand. And so, um, long story short, I, I'm working at this cafe. It's called Tomato Pie Cafe. Mm-hmm. And we're living upstairs of this cafe. It's like an old Victorian house, yeah, yeah. you know. And I'm, you know, I'm getting the phone. I'm, I'm just as a barista working. And all of a sudden, somebody makes a phone call, and nobody's answering the phone. And so I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go answer the phone. So I go and I pick it up. Turns out the person putting an order is a famous singer that I grew up listening to. Her name is Annette Moreno. And when she Talks. I'm like, wait, are you the <laughs> Annette Moreno? She's like, yeah. I was like, no way. I was like, I love your music. I actually know one of your musicians. She's like, oh, no way. Then all of a sudden, I just had this impulse to be like, do you need a guitarist right now? Really? Are you serious? <laughs> yes, I'm serious. And she's like, she's like, you know what? I actually just fired my guitarist of like no. 10 years. And she's like, I don't know. This is weird, but I like your boldness. And um, here's my manager. Talk to him. Maybe you can send us an audition. And so I'm like, okay, cool. No <laughs> way. Like, that's amazing. So I talked to Donnie, and he's like, hey, that's really cool, man. You know, how old are you? I'm like, I'm 16. You know, I was 15, but I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm 16, <laughs> and yeah, I've been playing for a long time. I'm touring and stuff. He's like, okay. He's like, send me, uh, uh, get these songs, send me a video, and you'll hear back from us. So I just call off my shift. I go up. I learn the songs. I do a video. My brother helps me to make the video. I send it to him. I don't hear back. And so two weeks go by, and I'm like, oh, man. 
that that was exciting, you know, but I didn't hear back. And that really sucks. So I was excited, you know. Yeah, totally. But all of a sudden, I'm at H&M at the mall in Pennsylvania. And I get a phone call. And he's like, here's your ticket. We're flying you out this Friday. It was Wednesday. He's like, we have an audition, an in-person audition at a concert in Miami. And he's like, you know, your audition is going to be performing live. Performing live. Performing live. And I was like, oh, yeah, shit. check this out. I, I was like, okay. And by so- the way, I'm 15. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, um, so what's the set list? He's like, oh, he's like, you just have to learn the last three albums. There's no what? set list. She picks it on the spot. I'm like, I have two days no, to learn, learn three, three albums. albums. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And so I just quit my job. I, I just spent the next two days just learning all, al- all her albums. Went to the audition and, um, you know, then she was like, okay, we like it. We're going to go on tour with us for three months in South America. No yeah. way. So you're, yeah. you're 15 years old. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And then that after just, that, got, you know. Just, that is incredible. Yeah. yeah. After that, I just started touring and that became my life. Working with different artists. With her, I was with her for a long time. She's huge in Latin America. Yeah, yeah. You know, like 50, 80,000 people concerts. Wow. And it was wow. like from like. Playing underground shows in Nicaragua for like yeah, thirty people show. <laughs> to like fifty thousand people, like you know, but it dude, was. It was you, you know what? But this is the way these stories are. With yeah. all my friends that, that are musicians, you got these guys that are working at a gas station. They get the record deal. Yeah. you know, they're like touring with Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, you're you're like, like what? what? Yeah. It's, yeah, this is this is yeah. how it actually. Yeah. And it, I know, like, even at that time, I was not following God, and you yeah. know, going on tour and stuff. That's. That actually led me away from so God. So this is what I want to ask yeah. you about. Okay, so this, that's all exciting. But now here you are, 15 years old, and you're just in this – I mean you're a kid from Central America. And yeah. you're just in this bells and whistles and just shiny objects yeah. world of, yeah. of of success. It's making money for the first time. <laughs> yeah, making money and you're just yeah. – it's just uh, – ah, right? Yeah. How did this affect you? It affected me greatly because, you know, when you have success without accountability, yeah. it's like you just go nuts. And oh, that's yeah. what happened to me. I, I was making money. I was I, I moved back to Nicaragua and I was flying from there. OK, and so you're living back. So I, I moved back to Nicaragua. I had a house and I was living with my best friend who was also touring with me. And we just went nuts. We would go on tour. We'd come back. We'd throw crazy ragers. Right. Just party. And we were known for that. Like in our like little gated family community, we were the party house. Uh-huh. They did like meetings. They were trying to kick us out. But yep. we had paid for the house in cash. So they couldn't they like, kick us anything. out. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so um, we just threw these ragers. And then in Nicaragua, it's like a... I probably shouldn't say this, but we would hire cops to come to our parties. Right. You, you know, yeah. you could do yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Off duty totally. cops. Uh-huh. So yeah. when you call the police, we're like, guess what? They're already here. They're here. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do anything about it. <laughs> so um, that, you know, it was it was really affecting me because I, I it was like it was a progressive, you know, yeah. nihilistic totally. spirit that I had. I yeah. started doing drugs. I started to drink alcohol. Mm-hmm. You know, I was then drinking every day. Yep. And progression then, of sin, yeah, dude. exactly. And then you. it was girls. Yep. Now I was like sixteen, seventeen, and I had money, and you know, I was really well connected in like the the scene in Nicaragua. Exactly, because you're touring with this huge artist all yeah. over South. I mean, it's a whole nother That's a whole nother level. Yeah, for so, people to understand. Yeah, and so what ended up happening, you know, I just it was this progressive decline, yeah. and I was like further away from God, deeper into sin. But at that same time, it was like all that emptiness that I had in my heart, just that hole was bigger and bigger. Right. You know, yep. and I was yep. like, okay, why am I feeling so terrible? Why mm-hmm. am I not happy, even though I have all these things that I've always wanted? Right. And I went and I did that for many years from like 16 up until like 20, 21. 
And okay, um, so yeah, that was a good run. Yeah, it was a good run. You know, and I learned so much from from that time. I got to tour, and there was a lot of beautiful things that happened during that totally, time. Totally. But my soul, my spirit was just. Of course, there's no gone. there's, and that's that's the thing with these testimonies. You're, there's obviously a lot of learning things. Yeah. for you to grow, you know, uh, as a musician and yeah. business and all that, but. The spirit side, and this is what people need to understand that are listening, is this show is about we're, we're, we're letting you guys know these things because you might be you have some success right now. Yeah. And you might be an attorney, a doctor, a musician, a famous you know basketball player, whatever it is, or a hip-hop artist. But yet you feel this emptiness inside. Yeah. It's because you were created for God. Totally. And all this stuff, it fills you for a minute. It's all fun. Yeah. yeah. Who doesn't like hooking up with chicks? Yeah. I mean – uh, drinking and drugs. People yeah. do drugs because they feel good. Yeah. But what happens is, in the end, sin leads to death. And totally. here you go. Here you are. You're dealing now with with, with this lifestyle. Were there any side effects uh, that you could that you could recall? Like, were you getting anxiety? Were you getting depressed? Yeah. Or was it just emptiness? What was? Honestly, I I had a little bit of depression here and there, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it took a toll on my health as well, on my liver because I was drinking. Yep. Like, I remember I was drinking like half a bottle of tequila, like. On the regular, Ooh. yeah, it was yeah. it was not good, um, and it took a toll on my health. On on you know, I lost a lot of good friendships during yeah. that time. I had lost contact with my family. Right, you know, my mom was living in the U.S. My dad was in Nicaragua, but we spent some years that we weren't really like yeah. in a relationship. Now we have an incredible relationship. Like we're super cool. God restored my mom and my dad's friendship. Like yeah. they get along now, you know, and they have like a good good friendship. I would say. Yeah. I have a younger brother as well. And so all that stuff was just, you know, creating this bigger hole in my life. And I didn't understand what success was. Right. You know, most of people have this secular um, understanding of success, which is, you know, money, fame, yeah. power, right. recognition, and honor. But, you know, I had a lot of those things, but I still felt like a failure. So deep inside of my heart, I was like, how, how is this the standard of success? Now that I'm a Christian, I understand that kingdom success is a whole different thing. Yeah. It's actually kind of opposite from what the world tells you mm-hmm. that it is. You know, the world says, oh, when you're being served by people, that's success. And that's then success. Jesus is like, no, the greatest you at the serve. table, you serve. You serve. You know, so now that I've, I've come to Christ, my whole perspective on success has flipped upside down. It's not no longer it's like how many people know you or how much are you yeah. doing? But it's yeah. like, number one, are you uh, – are you um, – fully understanding that you are a son of God, regardless right. of what you do. You are a son or daughter of God, right. right? And then out of that, it's like, are you living in your purpose? You know, are you walking in the direction that God has called you to mm-hmm. do? And that might look different from mm-hmm. a career, to be mm-hmm. honest, because a lot yeah. of people base their success on their career. Right. And that's what had happened to me. And when you're walking in your purpose, I want to hit on that too, because this is the main thing that people need to understand. When you're in your purpose, that's where you find peace. Yeah. Because like you were, when, when we say purpose, that means that God created you uniquely, yeah. right? For a specific, we'll just say a specific list of things to yeah. do while you're here on planet Earth. Yeah. But when you're not doing these things that you were actually designed and created for while you're here on planet Earth, you don't have peace. You don't have rest. Mm-hmm. You're, 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 you're confused. You're lost. You feel empty because you're not walking in what God has for you totally you're trying to fit into something else and that's what drugs and alcohol yeah. and all these things do, do they they alter an alter ego in you mm-hmm. you become something you're you're not yeah and then you're empty you're miserable because that's not who you are or what you were created for yeah but once you find that place with christ and you find out who you are in christ and your purpose 
and it and you're doing what God's called you to do to serve people at whatever capacity, believe it or not, that's where you find peace when you're serving, not when yep. someone else is serving you. Totally. I mean, that it, it, it it's totally backwards thinking to the world's yeah. logic. A hundred percent. And on that topic, you know, I one thing that I've learned over the last few years is, you know, on the concept of sin, we always talk about sins of commission, right? Like, don't do this, don't do that. But there's also the sins of omission is things that you're supposed to do that you don't do. Let's talk about that. Right? You know, the Bible talks about, you know, the word sin. One of the one of the definitions is hamatia in the Greek, which is like missing the target, missing Mm -hmm. the mark. Mm -hmm. So that's like missing your purpose. It's like Mm -hmm. you not doing what God created you to do. Mm-hmm. That's also a sin. So there was a. I was at a speaking of this. I was at a conference. One of our one of my friends was he was he was uh, teaching it. And he's like, you know, he's like a lot of you guys go from conference to conference looking for a word, and the problem is God already gave you that word mm-hmm. of what to do. But you want another word. Why don't you obey the, the first, first word? One. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> and you're going, yeah. and, and, but that, but going back to what you're saying, it's a sin. If God has told you the instructions of what he, what he wants you to do by faith, yeah. maybe you don't see the whole like story of where, where the end result. But he's just like, right now, I want you to get in your car and I want you to move to New York. Yeah. Get in your car, move to New York yeah. or whatever that looks like. But I'm saying like it, it, it's, it's by faith. We walk by faith. And as you do that, he um, it, it's like a puzzle. He starts putting one piece of the puzzle together and he starts you start seeing the picture of your life, of yeah. what he has for you. But yeah. but a lot of people never obey. So they never see what God has for yeah. them. Yeah. And it's one piece at a time. It's not like God just does go, hey, guess what? You're going to be touring. You're going to be doing this, this. Mm-hmm. And it's not like that. Mm-hmm. It's one step at a time. Yeah, I always say he meets you, you know? Mm-hmm. You take that step and then he reveals a little bit more. Yep. And then that's yep. why he keeps you going by faith. Because it's like, okay, do you trust me? Yep. You know, it's like, okay, take another step. Okay, you can see another piece of the puzzle now. But it's a sin. See, we think about, oh, sin, oh, if you're out getting drunk or you're yeah. doing this and that. No. no, it's a sin not to obey. Not to obey. That's why even like when... If you love, my, if you love, my command, or if you love me, obey my commandments. Exactly. Right? Think about this too. When, when, when Jesus was speaking and he's like, uh, you know, many people will come right. and I will yeah. say, get away. I do not know you. And they're going to say, what do you mean? Like we cast out demons in your name and we did all this stuff. It's like, but they didn't truly know the father. And if you don't know the father, you don't know what he's created you to do, mm-hmm. you know, what he's called you to do. Mm-hmm. And so also there's that other verse as well, which talks about how, you know, Jesus says, hey, you never visited me when I was in jail. You never fed me. You never, yeah. you know, clothed me. And they're like, what are you talking about? You know, you were never in jail. He's like, well, you didn't visit people, you know, and you that didn't I've do that, that I've called you to do. do. So that was a sin of them not doing something that they right. were supposed to do. Right. You know, that's, that's, that is gnarly. And the so way, just, yeah. the way, the way, okay, here, before we go to the break, how would one know if God's speaking them to do something? Yeah. How do, how do you hear? How do, how do you feel how like do, that's a, I can only say my experience yeah, yeah, with totally. how that's been. I felt God tell me some things in my life, mm-hmm. but I'm very careful when I'm like, God said, because I feel like some people just throw that out. Mm-hmm. Oh, God told me to marry this girl. Or, yeah, yeah. And then she's like, no, he didn't tell me that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We were talking about Chuck Smith uh, earlier. Yeah. And uh, he, he, he did a good illustration. He's like, because people come, hey, Chuck, God told me to tell you this. And he goes, well, God has my phone line. Num- yeah, my he can, phone he can number tell too. me too. So, so if, yeah. this is, if this is of God... 
He, what you told me, he's going to tell gonna me tell and there's going to be confirmation. Yep. So relax. So that's where I'm getting with that. It's like <laughs> usually like if God says something, you know, he'll confirm it through another source. Yeah. You know, and I've had that so many times, like with one yeah. of my spiritual fathers yeah. calling me and be like, yeah. hey, God told me this. And I'm like, he also told me, yep. you know, or I'm reading scripture and it just goes in line with with what I'm doing. Or I step into that and God just begins to open doors and provide favor, you know. So that's good because we're going to be going to a break in a minute. Um, yeah. But that that is good to know because a lot of people go, how do I know if God's telling me to go? Well, if you feel like he's nudging on your heart to do something, then pray and ask for confirmation. And he'll send someone that will walk up randomly in a grocery store and be like, hey, you don't know me, but God... Um, I feel like yeah. God's telling me to tell you this. And it'll be exactly yeah. that same thing. Totally. And they'll be like, I don't know you. I got to go. Peace. God yeah. loves you. Yeah. And that got, I've, that's happened so many times. Yeah. Or you'll be praying about something. You'll open the Bible, which is God's word. It's the, it's the most important yeah. thing to be reading. You read it and God will speak to you on something that you just asked him. Totally. So yeah. it's like he will confirm. And then when he confirms, go. Yeah, now it, you have a now, now you have a duty. Don't wait. Don't be that guy don't, going. Don't, well, be, I, don't be Jonah. Who's need, like yeah, he needs to speak to me. I'm going to wait around a little bit longer. He yeah. needs to speak to me, and I'll go. No, he's speaking. So now you, you step by faith. You walk, and then he will provide that next step. Yeah. It's like a treasure hunt with God. Yeah, and, <laughs> and and you continue in that beautiful exchange of you take a step. He shows more. You take another step. Mm. And you don't get frustrated if he takes a little longer to show you mm-hmm. what's next because he's always developing your faith. What does James yeah. say? Consider yourself blessed yeah. when you have trials and tribulations because that produces your character. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, so it it's exciting. All right, we're going to be going to a break in a minute. Um, so, where can people find you online? People can find me on Instagram at Baruch Sanchez. They can also find me on Spotify, Apple Music, just as Baruch. So you got you got some music out. I got on, some music uh, out. To download working some. on a new album. We're going to tour the new album in March and April. Where in Europe? We're headlining some festivals. Awesome! It's going to be really, really awesome. All right, yeah. we'll get there. Check it out. Don't forget to go to thewhosoevers.com. We are touring the globe constantly. Invite us out to your school, your church, conference, whatever it is. Go to thewhosoevers.com and. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back in two minutes. Peace. More of The Ryan Reese Show. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Post your questions at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, and or Facebook.
now back back to the Ryan Reese show. All right, we are back with Baruch Sanchez. He's a music musical artist, a worship leader, and a creative coach. And you've been touring the world all through um, where uh, all through Eastern Europe, Latin America, United States, just everywhere. And we're going to get into that in the last half right now. But before we went to the break, we were talking about how you're touring. Yeah, doing big things, making money, but yet there was something inside that just was not right because we agreed that you weren't living your purpose. Yeah. So having a background in Christianity, your dad was a pastor, your group in ministry, but made God actually is the one that gave you that success mm-hmm. and opened the door to play with that with that one uh, artist. What's her yeah. name again? Annette Moreno. Yeah, huge artist all through yeah. Latin America touring, and then you find yourself empty yeah so what how'd you why'd you decide to go how'd you get back to god we'll say that yeah so it was it was crazy how it happened i was actually at a surf festival in san juan del sur which is where they do all the surf uh, festivals Mm -hmm. and i just remember like for a time i was already having like this existential crisis you know Mm -hmm. and just spiritual crisis as well and even though in that whole time where i was not following god i was never like an atheist Mm -hmm. i knew god was real Mm -hmm. i had experienced him when i was young Mm -hmm. you know very real ways yeah but i was just being stubborn and prideful and just you know not following him even though i deep down i knew that i should Mm -hmm. And I remember I was at this at this festival, and this night I did some like horrible, horrible things that I regret. And I remember just the next morning I woke up and I sat outside of my cabin, and I just was feeling horrible, you know. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. And I just prayed a simple prayer. I was like, God, I was like, I hope I'm not too far gone, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because what I just did this evening was yeah. not good. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, I pray that you forgive me, that you may come into my heart, redeem me. I don't want to live this way anymore. I was like, if you can use my life, do it. And, um, you know, I just I come back to you. It was a very simple prayer. Okay. And, you know, I just felt this peace come over my life. Mm. This like I, was, I felt like I was carrying weight for like years and then it just kind of came off. Mm-hmm. And I heard God very clearly and he was like, you need to leave Nicaragua. <clears throat> And I was like, you're like, hold on, God. Wait, wait. <laughs> I was like, wait, I'm pretty comfortable here. He's like, you need to leave Nicaragua. And I heard that so clearly. And, you know, looking back now, it makes sense because so many people try to change without changing their environment. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. like, you're always going to be an alcoholic if you keep having lunch at the bar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, and so in Nicaragua, that's what happened to me. I was surrounded by, you know, really bad influences. Yep. You know, people always hitting me up. Hey, let's go party. Let's go do this. Let's do that. So I had to completely get out of that environment yep. because, you know, we can pray and all that stuff, but you also need to have action, mm-hmm. you know, and you need to take autonomy of your body and be like, nope, I'm going to be obedient to what God's called me to do. So that's what I did. And mm-hmm. within one week, I sold most of my furniture, practically gave it away. And I bought a one-way ticket to Los Angeles, you know, and what year moved was here. This? This was, oh my God, 2016. Okay. So how, how old were you at that time? I was like 20. 20. Okay. About to turn 21. Right. The end of 2016 going into 2017. Okay. So you arrived. Yeah. So I arrived. My mother and my little brother were already living here because they had moved here many years ago. My younger brother has a, a neurological, neuromuscular disease. Mm-hmm. And so he was getting medical treatment here. Mm-hmm. And so it was nice having my family here, you know. So I, I moved here and I... 
just knew that I needed a fresh start, you know, and I gave my life to God. And the weird disconnect that I was not understanding was as soon as I gave my life to God, all my opportunities for touring stopped. Really? <laughs> yes. I was working with so many artists, even flying out of Nicaragua, which is not convenient because right. everybody's yeah. flying no, from L.A. Yes, totally. So in the back of my mind, I was like, OK, I'm a Christian now, so I'm going to keep doing the same thing, but just, you know, with boundaries. Right. <laughs> and um, I feel like God was like, no. I know you too well. Yeah, I got to take you out he of that. Open the door, and then he just shut it. Shut it completely, just like that. And I got so frustrated. I was like, "Come on, God!" I was like, "I'm finally living for you. I'm doing things right. Yeah. Why are all my doors closed now? Like I've hadn't had a problem for years." And then I got frustrated, and then I remember I was doing like these auditions in LA. So I was like, "Okay, I want to play for bigger artists." So I remember I did a couple auditions for like you know major major pop artists. Mm-hmm. And it would go down from like 200, you know, guitarists that showed up to like three or four callbacks with me and just one more guy, right? And then I was like, okay, God, give me favor. Like, I know this is this is it. And then they're like, I remember I got one phone call. It was like, uh, you're not the ethnicity that we want for no. the team. Yeah, I'm, no. I'm serious. I was like, okay. It's like management decided to go a different way. And this happened multiple times. And I was so frustrated. I was like, God, come on. I'm like, yeah. I'm doing things right. You know, what, what about right, that right. verse that my plans are to prosper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever happened, <laughs> See, what happened to that Jeremiah word, you know? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And so I remember I just started to go to this church and I started, you know, volunteering on the worship team. And I was just doing guitar. I was never singing before. Yeah. It was crazy. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm music directing. I'm, I'm, I'm doing, you know, guitar for a couple of years. And then the worship leader that we had, you know, ends up basically quitting you yeah. know, it just doesn't show up. You know, we just don't have a worship up. leader anymore. And then that Sunday, the pastor's like, you got to sing. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's like, there's nobody else. It's like, get up and you got to sing. To be honest, yeah. I was like so nerve wrecked. I was like, and you, ne- you didn't sing. I didn't sing. Yeah. I was like, I'm not a singer. I'm a guitar player. You know, that's, that's what I do. I don't, I don't sing. I have a terrible voice, you know? And so I got up there and I sang. Uh-huh. It was probably not very good at all. <laughs> you know, the most awkward thing is like, what do you say to people between songs? Yeah, yeah. It's like, that's you know, right, you're like, that's right. You're like, that's okay. all part of it. Yeah. That's a huge part of it. You know, how do you connect the songs? So we finished the song and there's this awkward silence. And I'm like, hi guys. <laughs> you know? Like, what do you say? Are you guys having a good time? Yeah, okay. <laughs> this next one's called, you know, oceans. Yeah. <laughs> no. So, <laughs> so that ends up happening. And, you know, that kind of opened the door for me to just start worship leading. And I hope nobody finds those, those live streams from yeah. like... Oh, they'll surface. Uh, yeah, I hope not. <laughs> After this podcast, don't go looking on YouTube. I won't tell you the name of the church yeah, so you don't yeah, find it. exactly. But, uh, you know, I just started to get this love for worship leading. And I just kind of started taking singing lessons. And then I had a mentor who, in L.A. that I, I also reached out to. It was like... It was kind of like that phone call, you know, just take, just take a shot with this person. He was like the music director of, of many major label artists. And I shot him a message on Facebook and I was like, hey, I just moved here from Nicaragua. I'm looking for a mentor. You know, I was like, by any chance, would you take me in under your wing? And he's like, yeah, but I'm going to charge you a lot of money. <laughs> Not a lot of money, but yeah, for me coming saying. from Nicaragua, he's like, yeah, I'll give you an opportunity. And he opened his door and he's like, we're going to do 30 minute sessions, you know, once or twice a week. All the way North Hollywood, I was living in like Newport Beach. So I was making oh, yeah. the drive. Oh, yeah. I was just sacrificing going there. And then he really influenced my life so much. He's like a man of God as well. And he's just speaking into my life. And then I was sharing my frustration. And he's like, 
He's like, you know, maybe God is pushing you out of the touring industry because he gave you a voice. And maybe it's time that you stop being under somebody else's shadow mm-hmm. because God wants to give you a platform. He's like, when you're always just a touring guitarist, you're like easily replaceable. You don't, you're not building anything. But maybe God wants you to build something. So mm-hmm. keep being faithful where you are. Keep learning how to worship lead. And you'll see that God's going to open opportunities. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I followed his advice and I wasn't trying. That's funny thing is I wasn't ever trying to do what I was doing. Now, we were talking about that earlier. It's like mm-hmm. when you're a pastor's kid, the last thing you want to do is to do ministry. Yeah. Yep. Now, think about missionary kid and pastor's kid. Yeah. I was like, I remember saying, like, I swear I will never. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I will never preach. I will never do worship. I, you know, I was so hurt by church. Uh-huh. But God's funny. You know, they always say, like, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Yes. Wow. So that kind of like what ended up happening is, you know, I started, you know. I like, I want to jump in here. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I love what you said about how he was like, you know, maybe God has a voice for you to get out and to do. And that's, 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 that's really amazing because you could, a lot of people could get held back by being just stuck in a, a zone of just mm-hmm. touring mm-hmm. but yet god's like dude i have bigger plans totally and i'm calling you to leave but you're comfortable getting paid and just touring yeah and just being as a support when god's like i got something more for you yeah that is phenomenal yeah. i love that yeah that really changed my life because you know because what if you would have just stuck in the touring thing you yeah. would not be doing what you're doing right heck now heck no influencing and having a voice and, yeah. and doing what god Living your purpose, basically. Yeah, you're, you're, you're living like the plan B, basically. Yeah. Now you're you're living what I, I would never right. go back to doing the touring stuff that I was doing yeah. before. Because, you know, when you're doing like pop, rock music in front of thousands of people, it's fun, right? You get yeah. that adrenaline rush. It's yeah. amazing. But I would take – and I say this with all genuine genuineness. Yeah. I would take a small room with like 50 people mm-hmm. sold out for God, yeah. singing – together you know just worshiping mm-hmm. their hearts out mm-hmm. and i've done so many of those and it's just like you cannot explain that like that energy that mm-hmm. spiritual component of what is happening you're not just singing songs people's lives are getting transformed god is speaking to people god is touching people god is healing yes. people yes. through this and it's like for me now that is success if i can be able to just lead people in worship mm-hmm. you know share my testimony and it's been incredible because out of you know Stepping in, like you said, you know, God opens the door and then you need to be obedient, right? Mm-hmm. I could have told the pastor, no, I'm not going to worship you. That's not what I do. I'm right. sorry. Or right. this is the only Sunday I'm going to do it because you put me on the spot. But right. forget it. Like you got to find somebody. Mm-hmm. But, you know, having that trust of like and that curiosity to say, hey, God, like I'm going to let you take me on the journey. Yeah. I want to control it. But I'm going to let you control it. You know, just, yeah. you yeah. know, keep me posted of where we're yeah. going, you know, yeah. or not. But I'm going to follow it, you know, yeah. and having that. I feel like that's a crazy faith. Mm-hmm. And God what God sees when you have that kind of faith and he, you know, rewards that faith because you're putting your trust not on your ability, mm-hmm. not on your contacts. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I said, I was trying so hard to make my own doors yeah. to just go and, and audition and network. Mm-hmm. And it's like look at the life of David mm-hmm. when they were going to anoint new king. You know, he wasn't trying to get in that room mm-hmm. with his brothers. What yeah. was he doing? He was just being faithful. 
doing the insignificant tasks that yeah. nobody was recognizing, yeah. but that God had placed him in. Yeah. He wasn't, you know, like, hey, you know, put in a good order for me. Yeah. Like, hey, you know, yeah. you know, yeah. make sure you mention my name in that room because yeah. maybe I'll get anointed. No, it's like, but God found him there. And a lot of people where I, that I meet are like, oh, but how can God use me? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm from like Ukraine. Yeah. You know, I'm from Guatemala mm-hmm. or from Nicaragua. I was like, yo, if you're faithful where God's mm-hmm. called you to do. Mm-hmm. God's going to find you mm-hmm. and he's going to promote you. Yep. And we also have to understand that God's promotion doesn't always look like we were saying earlier, mm-hmm. like the worldly version yeah. of success. Right. It doesn't always look like 100,000 followers on Instagram. Yep. It might mm-hmm. just look with you having peace, mm-hmm. you know, a peace that surpasses all understanding, mm-hmm. impacting people at your level, mm-hmm. serving and, you know, being faithful in that. I want to I want to go back to what you said, piggybacking off what you what you just said right now is that, you know, s- the most exciting thing, and you and I, we had a conversation on the phone after I met you a couple of weeks later or something. Yeah. And we were talking about how we tour, and 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 it, what I liked about you, is, you know, when we were talking, is how you were saying, you know, it's not about big events. Yeah, you've done big events. Yeah. Uh, I've done big events. Big, you know, we, we can do like a stadium event, yeah. eight thousand people, ten thousand, or you could be in a small room with like five hundred or three hundred. Yeah. And and we both agreed when we were talking on the phone yeah. is that. Dude, the smaller events are the most powerful events when there's we got all these sold out people mm-hmm. together in one mm-hmm. room. Mm-hmm. And well, just think about the when, when the spirit dropped on on the the the, the book of Acts when they yeah. were all that room, just a couple guys and the spirit and, yep. and just great things birthed from that room. But I've seen the most powerful, amazing things when people get empowered and filled and healed and spoken to through the Holy Spirit in yeah. these small places. And I'm telling you right now. That success and that feeling of just being a part of what God did that night mm-hmm. is way better than being in front of 10,000 people oh, yeah. screaming. It's a whole different mm-hmm. it's a whole different feeling. It's a whole different thing that you walk away with because yeah. you're just like, whoa, the presence of God was here tonight. Mm-hmm. And that was amazing. Yeah. And you'll never know unless you put yourself in that situation. But it 100%. all goes back to just being simple and not going for the... The hundred thousand followers, the two, you know what I yep. mean? Like it's, it's not about that. Yeah. It's just about being in God's will and yep. being there where he wants you to be and him showing up and your mind will be blown and he'll take care of you. Yeah. You know, like with these tours, like now I just kind of want to get people to where I am right now. Yeah. I, let's do you that. know, I did the, the church and then I started uh, volunteering at Hillsong in LA. Mm-hmm. I started worship leading there and I loved it. And then. Out of that, there was like um, one conference in Germany, mm-hmm. and they had they wanted to take one one church from LA to come and do worship. Also, the worship leader backed out last minute. Oh, great! Here you go again. And, yeah, <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, I guess I'm gonna sing. So I go to this conference in Germany in like 2017, uh-huh. and then I loved it. It was my first trip to Europe, and then out of that, you know, being faithful from that, God just connected me little by little pastors just kind of started sharing my contact and I started getting invited to different events and now I've just been faithful even through corona like I went to Ukraine right before the war mm-hmm. and I was just always by faith it's like God opened a door somewhere I was like okay let's go and I'll talk to yeah. my pastor and he's like if God's calling you we'll pray for you we'll support you let's go right. you know and so God just because I'm not famous you know yeah. and a lot of people ask me like how are you touring how are you getting these events how are you you know, how are you even financially stable yeah. when you're traveling and you can't be at your job in L.A.? And I'm like, honestly, it's all God. I can't yeah. say it because it hasn't been these doors that I've been just, you know, cold calling. Hey, yeah. can you book me for this event? Yeah. It's like it's really been God. And 
that's that's the beautiful thing we were talking about earlier. When you're walking in obedience, mm. he's gonna take care of you. He's gonna open doors that no networking can open, yep. that no contact can open. It's yep. just God. And it's sometimes like, you know, I know that I'm not the best worship leader. I know that I'm not the best guitarist. But it's like, why is God allowing me to do these things? I honestly believe it's because I have that, you know, bold faith to say, God, I don't have it all figured out, but I'm going to say yes to you. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to say yes to you. Let's go. Let's go. We'll figure it out. You know, that's the difference of saying yes. Yeah. Because there's a lot of, you know, there's that one thing when Jesus called that one guy and he says, you know, uh, he's telling him to follow him. He goes, oh, well, let me go bury my father. Like they're too busy doing stuff. But when you say yes and you step up by faith, God honors it. Yeah. He takes care of you. And. You know, I'm so delighted and happy at how things are going. I even got to meet, you know, my wife on tour. Yep. Which is incredible. Tell us about that. Yeah, I went to, you know, I did a big Europe tour. And then on my last stop, you know, I went and I did my worship and creative master class, which is uh, this class I've developed to empower the local churches. You know, we're talking earlier about, you know, worship leaders and how they need help. Well, in a lot of countries, they don't have access to the information that we have here in America or the resources. Okay. And so what I love to do is just go and impart knowledge into them, right. you know, both spiritual, like what is worship, why is it important, and then the practical side of it. Okay, how do we build healthy teams? How do we do worship with excellence, you know, and just kind of deposit that into people. And that's what you're doing now, just so that's people are clear now. that are listening yes. to the show. This is what you do globally. Yeah. You work at the local church. And it's not yep. – I want to be clear about Baruch. It's not about – Mega churches or anything mm-hmm. like that. He'll go to the mega church as well, but it's 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 everyone. Yeah, it's everyone and whoever. Yeah. To be honest, the small like I know <laughs> small cities that was my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> like where I met my wife, it's a, it's literally on the border with Russia. You know, it's this tiny La- was it yeah, Latvia or Estonia? No, Estonia. Estonia. It's this tiny town bordering Russia. You know, it's like mainly Russian speaking. Yeah. And I met her there and. You know, as soon as I saw her, it was truly like love at first sight. Mm-hmm. I was like, in my mind, I kind of, I was teaching and I lost my train of thought, you know, and she was cracking up at my jokes and I was like, okay, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> and then went to talk to her, you know, asked her out, started dating and then we got engaged in May in, you know, cause she, the beautiful thing about her, she's, she's honestly perfect. Like the most amazing woman I've ever met. Uh, she's going to be a doctor. She's studying right now. She's about perfect. to graduate. She's a worship leader. She plays the violin. You know, she speaks English fluently. I was worried about the Russian accent, but she doesn't have it. So, oh, really? Yeah, she doesn't have it. And so during her break on my, la- on my last tour, she's been touring with my team, playing the violin and worship leading. So we had to stop in Italy on her birthday. And then I was like, you know, I popped a question. She said yes. And, you know, my dad, you know, I was talking to my dad about it. And he's like, this is one of the ways that also God rewards your faithfulness, mm-hmm. giving you a good wife, you know, mm-hmm. that is such a hard thing to find today is yeah. like a quality partner, both for men and for yeah. female people, yeah. you know, and I truly believe it was God's blessing. And it, it all came from that very basic point of me saying yes to God. You know, I'm going to follow you. I don't have it all figured out. Yep. I don't know how I'm going to get from A to C, you know, but I but know that you called me and he not one time has he let me down. So quick question. What does it look like when you travel p- for people that want to book you to come out? Sure. So do you come out by yourself? Do you come out with a team? How does it normally so work? Usually, Is there options? Yeah. So usually I'll do tours, usually in Europe, some, you know, USA, South America. Mm-hmm. And usually I travel with a core team. Mm-hmm. So I have like my music director, who's also a guitar player. I got my drummer. Mm-hmm. And if my, you know, if my wife is available and she's not mm-hmm. in school, she'll come too. And usually like a road manager as well. Mm-hmm. 
So it's like three or four people, and then we usually combine with the local musicians. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a network of musicians all over the world. Mm-hmm. Send them the songs. It's just a lot more affordable than traveling with like a twelve-piece yeah, yeah, team. Yeah, totally. that's the vision for the future. So you, so you go in with the local church. I go in with. I collab with them, and you they work with them for events. how long? Uh, it depends. Usually, at least two to three days. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll do like a worship and creative masterclass. Open that to all the churches in the area. You know, and then so the, you'll have one church host it, and then yeah. they'll invite all the local exactly. Churches. Okay, yeah. that's and amazing. then we'll do a worship night the next day, mm-hmm. and in that worship night, you know, it's a lot of fun. We have great worship, but I also share my testimony. Yep. Then we do altar call. Yep. Get to pray for people. This year alone in Europe, we had over three thousand decisions. That's amazing. Which in Europe, in Europe, in Europe, that's yeah. huge. Which people need to like change how they think about Europe. Yeah. Before going. People told me, don't go to Europe. It's dead. Religion, you know, nobody wants to know about God. Mm. You know, youth don't want to know about God. That's a total lie. I see more hunger for God in Europe than I see in America. Really? Like genuine hunger. Really? Yes. Like even more response like at the events. You got like 80%. Like we did this uh, event in Prague. You had like 70% of people, you know, just giving their life to Jesus. No way. Yeah. We did did a worship night on a boat in the Prague River a couple months ago. It was amazing. Yeah. Collaborated with a beautiful church there as well. You know, they promoted the event. But we get a lot of non-believers, you know, in in, in Poland. Well, because there are a a lot of non-believers there. Yeah. I've had so many people, and that's one of the rewarding things too. I get so many messages from people that are like, I've never experienced God this way, in this freedom to worship the way that you guys, you know, to to give this message of hope, you know, because... A lot of Eastern Europe and a lot of Central is very legalistic like yeah. it is in Latin America. Got it. Like where I grew up in Nicaragua, everything was a sin. Like long hair is a sin. Got it. A beard is a sin. Yeah. You know, yeah. you can't everything. do this. You yeah. can't. You can't. So, yeah. you know. Dang. Yeah. So they've experienced a lot of that. So our worship nights are in very Eastern, free. In Eastern Europe. Yeah. Wow. So our yeah. worship nights are very fun, very free. You know, they see me all tatted yeah. with my piercing. They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. How is this guy like, is this telling me about yeah. Jesus, yeah. you know? So. No, I, I know that I know that feeling because, like, when we go out with the movement, with the whosoever's, this has happened for years, is we go out and people are like, that. that's being in these environments at music festivals and not a very non-Christian yeah. atheist. And all of a sudden they look at us and they, they see us talking about Jesus. They're like, wait, these guys are Christians? Yeah. Because like, when we, we used to produce music festivals, it'd be the same thing. They're like, yeah. Wait, these guys are Christians, but then they give their life to Christ because exactly. they're like, "All right, well, hey, it's not yeah. all it's not all like uptight." Yeah, and these guys love God, and I need God. I'm depressed, suicidal, totally. and I'm empty. That is phenomenal. So Eastern Europe, okay, yeah. yeah. All right, so then you do those classes, and then you just basically go to the next church or yeah, whatever. Yeah, so we were. do like right now. God's like made it a little bit bigger. Now we're doing some festivals. Perfect. I do my own events as well, mm-hmm. and just you know invite a lot of people, whoever wants to come. Yep. And I also do a worship and creative internship uh, twice a year, mm-hmm. where I open twelve slots for musicians or artists mm-hmm. or creatives that want to come on tour and see what it's like. I like that. So the next one is in April. If you want to sign up, there's two spots left, mm-hmm. and it's going to be from the eighth through the fifteenth in Poland. In Poland, it's okay. Poland. Yeah, so how, you can how many, come. How many stops. It's going to be just a few stops, mm-hmm. but basically we just we do worship nights, we do the creative class, yep. I do one on one coaching, yep. and then you get to be part of the team, dude. That's you amazing. Know? So you have to apply. Yep. You know, you yep, go to my totally. Instagram, apply. Totally. You got to get some references in because we're very very picky. Absolutely. But you know, the last people that have gone, it changed their life. Absolutely. So, and then they can be a catalyst to their local church. Mm-hmm. So if you're a pastor and you're like, I want to send my worship leader to come back mm-hmm. and bring some oh, yeah. of that, yeah, you know, you can sponsor them. Dude, that's amazing. Send them to me. Well, and, listen, uh, you we'll have, have a, a lot of fun. You guys, this has been an amazing show. Make sure you get to his Instagram. 
Uh, go ahead and give me your Instagram, yeah, your it's website, at all Baruch that. Baruch Sanchez. Stuff. It's just my first and last name, which will be in the description on the video. Um, we also got my music on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, but it's just my first name, Baruch. You can look up uh, my favorite song right now is called As I Am. Um, we're releasing a lot of new songs soon, collaborations with different artists. It's going to be I'm awesome. Lo- I'm looking you up right now. I'm going to scoop it up. All right, man. Well, you know, I think that we should definitely do some stuff together. Yeah, I think we talked about 2024. We're, yeah. we're going to collaborate. We're going to do it. I think I should do worship. You preach. Let's do it. And then we'll go grab some good steaks. Let's, let's do the world. You're not let's, vegetarian, right? No. Okay. That was actually the first question. <laughs> that was the first question I asked to my, to my wife. I was like, on our first date, I was like, are you You're vegan? Veg- yeah, no. And she's like, no, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> it's like everything else can be talked about, but not You know that. what? There's only one thing I won't eat so far on tour. Uh, I was in the Philippines and they gave me uh, the balut. Which, oh, you no. You know the balut? Yeah, yeah, I will not eat Dude, that. Dude, I, I, they're like, you need to become one with the Philippines and become one with us and, or else you can't leave or something. I go, I guess I'm never leaving. I'm never that. leaving. I cannot open that egg with a, 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 a it's like a, it's just like a half a lie. I don't know if it's a, it's not alive, but it's like know. half born uh, Embryo. Chick. Yeah. It's disgusting. And they put vinegar on it. Yeah, I'm like, no. I go, if I eat this, I will literally throw up yeah. on you. Like, this is, yeah. like, the most disgusting thing ever. So It's the texture, too. <laughs> I, 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 you know, just, I pretty much will eat anything. I'll eat frog yeah. legs. I, I've never had frog legs, but, I mean, I but guess eat I'll eat them more than that. Yeah. Other. We can go right now. We're supposed to get lunch. I, so I'm, can, I, I, you know, I know a spot. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not looking forward to eating frog legs, but I'm just saying. Yeah. That over the balut. All right, man. Hey, thank you for being on. Thanks for having me on the show. You guys, hope you enjoyed this. Share this video with all your friends and your church leaders and invite them out to come uh, do some worship. We love you guys, and I will be talking to you guys next week. Check out whosoevers.com and book us to come out and reach people for Christ. Peace. This has been The Ryan Reese Show. To connect and find out more about Ryan, Click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for The Ryan Reese Show. I'm Billy Yancey, entrepreneur, fitness cowboy, father, retired Navy cornerback, and now podcast host. Listen to my new show, Billy and the Goat, on Life Audio. Happy listening.